Well, as we turn our attention to tithes and offerings this morning, in just a moment, I'm going to pray, and then Ben's going to have an update, an important update to share, and so um, we'll have that in just a couple moments. But before we do that, I'd like to just mention this. Um, last week, just blown away, church, by your generosity. I think to this point, uh, we were, Brian was telling us that I think there's over $11,500 collected for the Christ Community Church Mission Fund in relation to the mission going forth to Croatia. So can we just thank the Lord just for his, his amazing goodness, and uh, I'm so thankful for him. And church, so thankful for you. I was just so grateful this past week. Um, in the midst of that, tithes and offerings didn't miss a beat. It was just, you know, I was just like, my goodness, Lord, this church, uh, thank you so much for just providing for us the way you are. And it gets me so excited, church, about our local mission here, but also about what God's doing through us to get the gospel to the nations. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Well, uh, this morning, as we prepare our hearts to give our tithes and offerings this morning, if you weren't able to give to the Christ Community Church Mission Fund uh, last week because you weren't here, feel free to contribute to that this time or uh, one of the upcoming weeks. But let's pray and ask for God's blessing on our offering this morning and ask for him to, to uh, provide for us as a church in relation to that. Ushers, you can come forward. And Ben, if you could come up. Lord, we just thank you so much for your provision for us as a local church. Thank you for Mario and Jen and the mission to Croatia. And as they're in Buffalo uh, today, our sister church there preaching the gospel, I pray that Mario and Jen would be a blessing to that church and that you would use Mario's passion for you to just really encourage the hearts of the people there in our Buffalo church and that they would be excited about the mission to Croatia and would partner together with us in that. And thank you so much for the partnership that we do have in Sovereign Grace Churches and the, the blessing that we're not doing this alone. But God, I, Lord, I'm so thankful for this group of people. I'm so thankful for all that you've done for us in Christ and the way, Lord, you have shed your blood to atone for our sins. You've opened up our hearts to repent and believe. And Lord, by your grace now, those of us who have trust in you, we're born again. You've changed our lives. We're living for your kingdom now and we're just so grateful for all that you've done. And, and we, we just thank you and ask for your blessing on the tithes and offerings this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ben? Uh, this isn't the update, but real quick, I do want to just highlight a few people. Thank you for praying for youth camp this week. Uh, God met us in a ton of ways. Um, Paul Federico, John Lilliendahl, Rob and Amy Hamm, Andrew Schell, uh, all were just massive servants, just doing so many things. Andrew Schell, uh, just that guy's servant heart is an amazing example to me. Uh, just anything that needed to be done, and that, that was all of them. I saw Amy Hamm cleaning showers, and uh, they all were a massive blessing. Uh, Ethan Prouse, Joshua and Luba Sarita, Megan England were counselors, did a fantastic job. Becky Benedict was serving from our church. Anna Ham uh, was on the worship team, Seth Schaefer on the worship team. So I just want to let you know how grateful to God I am and, and you all, I'm sure, are for them. And, and uh, Lord, the Lord met our teens this week, and so praise God for that. Uh, well, uh, CB and John have allowed me a few minutes here to give you, uh, as a church, an update on the direction the Lord has led me in regards to ministry and life. I, I don't ever know how to separate those two things. I never know how I'm talking whether it's a pastor or as a, a Christian, I feel like I just I say the things I say and I do the things I do because I'm a believer. Uh, but I see both of those together this morning. Uh, as many of you know, a few months ago we asked for prayer and counsel uh, regarding the question of if God was calling me to be part of starting a community group in the Pottstown, Roarsford area in the fall, which potentially would become a church plant down the road. 
Uh, and I once again want to thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your thoughts and counsel. I am, we are deeply grateful for it. Uh, as you all know, uh, seeking God's will is not an easy process. Trying to figure out what God wants for our future is never an easy process. But God, knowing God loves me and is with me, and knowing that you as a church walk through it with me is a great blessing. I genuinely believe the clarity I have this morning and the direction I feel like the Lord has given me has come through your prayers and your counsel. Uh, the process in moving towards the community group uh, has been going well. CB and John uh, and the regional church planning team have been encouraging in the process, supportive through it all. Um, but I want to share with you this morning, I've withdrawn from the Sovereign Grace church planning process. And the reason for that is because I, I believe, I confidently believe God desires for me and my family to stay here at Christ Community and, and not to be a part of that community group. Uh, I know this decision could be a surprise to you. It was a surprise to CB, to John, to Kelly. Uh, honestly, not something I saw coming a few months ago. Uh, but throughout the process, and we sung sung this truth this morning, uh, my greatest desire is to simply do God's will. And in my prayers, uh, I've just kept asking Jesus, what does it look like to follow you as your disciple? I want to share two passages that Mario shared last week and one CB shared at youth camp this week. 1 Corinthians 6.20, you are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. 1 Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, and we all as Christians have received gifts, use it, use that gift to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And then James 1.1, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. CB was teaching this week that that word servant means slave. We are a slave for Christ. Yes, we are adopted as his sons and daughters, but we are slaves for Christ. We are servants of Christ. All three passages highlight the call for us to live for Christ and for his people. All of us as Christians are called to no longer live for ourselves, but to lay down our lives and to follow Jesus wherever he leads. And that truth that that we see through those scriptures have been helpful in bringing clarity of direction to me in the process. So there's there's been three questions I've tried to figure out through this process. The first, am I even gifted to be a senior pastor or church planner? And two, is there a desire and an opportunity to to be so? And and through counsel and prayers, it seems like the first two answers were yes, which is very humbling. Uh, I am unimpressive. And so any time anyone would say that they thought that there was those type of giftings there, it was humbling. It was encouraging. But there's a third question. Is God calling me to leave this team, this church, this area? And that was a a question I was asking and a question I continue to ask. Not just, am I gifted to do something? We're we're all gifted to do something. Just because you're gifted to do something doesn't mean you're you're supposed to do it, right? Or God's calling you to do it. And so, has God gifted me to do it? Is there a desire to do it? But is God calling me to leave this? Mario said last week, sometimes you have to look back to see God's will for the future. And I thought that was very wise. And I feel like I had been experiencing that firsthand in this season. Is God calling me to leave this team, this pastoral team, this church, and this area? The answer for Mario seems like, in him following Christ for the advancement of the gospel, the answer is yes. The answer, I believe, for me, in the same categories, in following Christ for the advance of the gospel, is no. 
as I've continued to evaluate my role on this pastoral team uh, in receiving counsel from people in our church over this last season, and most importantly, most importantly, in my time with God, God has led me to see that the calling he has given me as a Christian and as a pastor is to be with you and to be in this area. Uh, God, in 2003, sovereignly brought Kelly and I to this area. There's a lot of things in my life I don't know what God was up to. I know, without a doubt, God, in 2003, brought me and Kelly to Christ's community for a purpose. And that there's many answers to that question of that purpose. But most specifically, God brought us to this church to serve CB, to serve you, and to love and reach out to the people of Shillington. I... Love CB and John, Shannon and Kim. Kelly loves CB and John, Shannon and Kim. And, and I believe God is calling me to lay down my life to serve them. I believe I am most effective in ministry when a part of this team. Secondly, I, I love you all. And though I would leave you for the sake of the gospel, I would do that. I, I have counted that cost. I have looked at that square in the face. God, if you are calling me to leave the people that I love more than any other, I will do that. And yet I believe God has made clear that he wants me to continue to play my very small part in encouraging you, praying for you, and and being used by God, as we're all used by God, to build this church. And I love Shillington. I remember when God first brought us to Christ's community in 2003, I felt God was calling us to stay, but I remember saying to God, this will never be home. This will never be my hometown. That will never be my pizza place. That will be never my, this won't be my area. So I go to food automatically, right? My pizza place. God has changed that. This is home. Man, did I celebrate that Cavs championship? I loved it. I'm still loving it. The greatest gospel burden I have is for this area. It's not to say that there aren't other areas. I still have a burden for Pottstown Royersford. I certainly still have a burden for Ohio. And I want to see church plants in both of those areas. But when I really began to pray, God, where am I called to live? Where am I called to advance the gospel? It's here. It's within with you all. I want the people on my street to know Jesus. I want the people in this community to know Jesus. I want the Governor Mifflin students to know Jesus very badly. So church, I, I want you to know, and you won't be surprised by this, and, and I'll conclude in just a moment. CB and John and Kelly have been very loving, very gracious, very faithful, very patient with me. They have given me biblical counsel. They have given me helpful questions. I'm grateful for CB and John's pastoral care for me as just a member of this church. Grateful for the treasure I have in Kelly being my wife. It cannot be easy to be my wife. And yet, God gives Kelly amazing grace. Two qualifiers. I want you to know I am still so excited, maybe uh, more excited than ever, about the young men in our church I believe God has given us as a gift to disciple and raise up into ministry. God has given us a gift. I mean, there's just all these 20-something guys that have kind of come out of nowhere some of them have been here for a while, but some of them out of nowhere. And I am so excited to, to play my part in raising those men up as deacons, as pastors, as worship leaders, as children's ministry teachers, care group leaders, evangelists. This isn't me trying to run back and hold on to what was mine. There's nothing that's mine. And I'm just excited as ever to, to play my small part in pouring into those men and asking God, what does it look like to equip 
the saints for the work of ministry. And I'm just as excited about the advance of the gospel. God has just led me to see that for me to be an ambassador of Christ means to just keep being right here with you all. Uh, and then finally, if you have any thoughts or questions, we're just as open as we were in the process. If you have a question, if you have a thought, uh, please email me, call me. Let's get coffee. I, I want to be a blessing to you in any way I can. So thanks, CB. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Ben, for sharing your heart with us. Grateful that our church will have the benefit of having Ben and Kelly and their kids with us as we head into our future. They're a blessing to us. Shannon and I are very grateful to serve serve God alongside of Ben and Kelly and John and Kim on this pastoral team. And I also can't help but think that God has wonderful things in store with all of us remaining together including all the dear saints who were considering being a part of it, staying here with us as well. want to let you know that Ben has been following up with everyone who's been making plans to join that community group in order to make sure that they're being cared for and that they're doing all right. And for anyone who has any questions, as Ben mentioned a moment ago, feel free to contact me. Uh, we love you all. We're eager to do all we can to help. And we will continue to pray about that area as we head into our future together, since God has directed our prayers there over the last season. Church, grateful for you. And this is important. Listen carefully. From the start, with Croatia and the Pottstown Royersford work, we have all, as pastors, benefited from your counsel, your concerns, your suggestions of change, and your wisdom speaking into the decision-making and have adapted it accordingly We can't go forward into our future mission together without your spirit-led wisdom. And that factored into Ben's decision, as he mentioned a moment ago. So church, thank you so much for your love for our church and the blessing you are to us as your pastors. We love you. Acts chapter 1 is our passage. This morning, if you could open up there. And if I could also make another announcement, on August 21st, our church is going to be having a baptism service, and so um, we'd love, uh, for any of those of you who are interested in baptism, um, what we like to do beforehand is we like to interview those who are looking to be baptized, just to make sure that they truly are following Christ and are ready to make that public uh, confession of faith. Uh, before God and before man, and um, there's a sign-up sheet actually for it in the back. So if you are interested in being baptized this summer, if you could sign up at the back at the information table, that would be great. Excellent. This series that we're beginning is called Together. Together. And I'm really looking forward to how God's going to galvanize us even more as a local church as we head into this summer. And when I think about the church, can't help but just think about the early church and just all the work that God had done in them. And we really are standing on their shoulders and the works of Jesus continue on all the way down to this day. And I'm so thankful for the way that the gospel was advancing all over the world and bearing fruit and growing. So grateful for Jesus Christ and his power, Holy Spirit's power. 
and the way he is building his church together for a glorious purpose. Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. To them he presented himself alive after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up. And a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All these, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. The title of the message this morning is A Vision for Togetherness. A Vision for Togetherness. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to gather together as your people this morning. Lord, if there is somebody here who has not yet become a Christian, their heart is far away from God and they haven't repented of their sins and trusted in you as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would do so and that they would, Lord, come under the conviction of sin, they would repent of their sin and trust in the only one who can save them from their sins. And that's you, Jesus. As we sung about this morning, you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through you. There's no other way to heaven except through you, Jesus. Faith in your finished work on the cross. And I pray, God, that you would uplift every heart here and that you would really build us together, Lord God. Thank you so much that you are doing that. You're building us together as as living stones, as spiritual stones into your house. And I just thank you so much, Lord for the way you're doing that, and I pray that you would just strengthen us as a local body as we go into this series together over this summer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One of the stories I love so much is the story related to the Band of Brothers in World War II. Some of you might know about this story, speaking about the 101st Airborne Division, the United States Army, The documentary Band of Brothers 
chronicled the story of this 101st Airborne Division Easy Company and how they were used to push back the German army over in Europe. But before all the battle began, they had training in Georgia, and there was a hill that they would run in training. It was a three-mile run up and then back down this long hill, and it was called Kurahi. And it was a regular training drill for Easy Company, the first paratroopers in the U.S. Army to run three miles up and then three miles down the hill Kurahi. And that word Kurahi means we stand alone together. And this hill became an icon for the deep camaraderie and lifelong community that these young men forged as they prepared for the D-Day invasion of Normandy and all the battles beyond. Each paratrooper did stand alone at the airplane door before jumping out into the line of enemy fire. However, they lived and fought together. That word together is really the heart of this series. It talks about depending upon each other. And in the case of 101st Airborne Division, as one historian said, they depended on each other and the world depended on them. That's a powerful statement of deep friendship, community, and purpose. I heard one Christian say that unfortunately there's so many Christ followers who simply stand alone. And what can so often be missing or very weak in the church today, especially in our American culture, is this togetherness aspect of the Christian life where community and its components of enduring and running, but not just running alone, but running together, can often be missing. This motto, Kurahi, we stand alone together. I couldn't help thinking about that as I thought about our church. I love the spirit of camaraderie in Christ that we have, Christ Community Church. We are a church composed of individuals who, if you have repented of your sins and trusted in Jesus Christ, if you've turned away from your old life to turn to follow Jesus, you are born again, saved. And we all are saved and need to be saved individually. You can never be saved as a group. You can only be saved individually by personally putting your trust in Jesus Christ and by personally turning away from your old life of sin and rebellion to God. So we do believe in Christ and stand alone. And we will stand alone before the Lord on the day of judgment. So that important component of one's personal relationship with God through faith in Christ is vital and must always remain vital. It will always remain an accent and a theme. We want to make sure that you all have a personal faith in Jesus Christ and that you're born again and saved. Maybe some of you have recently done that. We'd love for you to honor the Lord's command of baptism and get baptized over the summer. We would love to celebrate 
how Christ has united you together to Him by faith. And yet, brothers and sisters, it's not just all about us as individuals. We are the church. We have been called out from the world together. And we are being built, First Peter 2 talks about, together as spiritual stones. We are being built together as a structure, a temple, a house of the Lord, together with one another. And the men in Easy Company, they experienced the warfare in World War II together. They fought together. They saw advance together. They experienced retreat together. They were surrounded at Bastogne, an important battle in the middle of the war and during the Battle of the Bulge, where they suffered as they were surrounded and laid siege to together. They endured together and they were brought together for a purpose to defend the country and to win the war against Germany in World War II. I mentioned a moment ago, one of the most inspiring stories to me is during the Battle of the Bulge, this division was surrounded at a a town called Bastogne and they held fast together through merciless shelling attacks. But the 101st Airborne Division and Easy Company just kept digging in, kept pressing in, and they would not surrender and they would not give up together. Yes, that company was comprised of individual men. And this church is comprised of individual men and women born of God. Brothers and sisters, we likewise are in a war. We're in a spiritual battle, a fight of faith. We are called, as 2 Timothy 2 says, to be good soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ. An easy company just simply would not give way to the forces of war against them. I love that. They stood alone, surrounded on all sides by the enemy. But they stood alone together, just as their motto indicated. What's so interesting, and many of you would know this story, the the bonds of love and the bonds of commitment to one another, even after the war was over, ran very deep. Most of those men have now died. But those bonds lasted lifelong because of what they have been through together. Christ Community Church, I I believe the Lord wants to forge more and more of that togetherness spirit in us by the power of the Spirit in our church. The bond of fellowship with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ is more important than the bond between military men in a physical war. May God grant us grace to be believers joined together for the purpose, as our motto indicates, to exalt, proclaim, and enjoy Jesus Christ together. May we as Christians in the same church stand together and fight the good fight of the faith together 
and hold on to the truth together in deep and close bonds of fellowship. And may they endure. May they endure through hard times. May they endure in times of advance. May they endure in times where it feels like things are in retreat. May they endure. And that is what you see in the book of Acts. And here in Acts chapter 1. I so long for and desire for our church to be as soldiers who endure together have said that they have held one another in dire moments when brothers fallen on the battlefield were dying. To be with one another as a local body when we are in our hardest moments in our Christian lives and to know that we got each other's back and that we rally around one another in our care groups and we really care. To band together, to commit to Christ, but also to commit to one another. These are going to be my people and I'm going to have their back and they're going to have mine and we are going to stand alone together. We are called here together as Christ Community Church to really live with one another in the best of times, in the worst of times, the easiest of times in the Christian life, in the hardest of times in the Christian life. And to know that though we are standing alone in the fight with the power of the Holy Spirit filling us up for the fight, and that God's always with us, but that also, as a church, we are truly a family, a band of brothers and sisters who are committed to seeing others prosper spiritually. That it's not all about my race and me finishing well, or my vision, my calling, my giftings, my talents, my abilities being manifested and shining. But I want to cause all my brothers and sisters around me for them to shine, for their gifts to be elevated, for them to be used of God. And I want to have a mentality when I'm running the race, standing alone together with my brothers and sisters, that my mentality is I'm not simply running C.B. Etter's race but I've got my arms around my brothers and sisters and we are, we are running together. And for those who are faltering and stumbling, we, we slow down to make sure that even a wounded soldier on the battlefield, they don't get left behind, but we rally together, pull together, harness together, and run our race and complete it together. There's so little of that out there in the American Christian world today because all we are focused on is our own self-fulfillment in the culture. And we must empty ourselves of that spirit and enter into what we see here in Acts chapter 1, where they're all together in one place in the upper room and the Holy Spirit, boom, comes in power on them as a group. I mean, I was, I was counting the amount of times that word together is here in Acts 1, and it's beautiful that they're, they're gathered together. They are, it says, in one accord with one another. I love that phrase. May God grant us grace as a local church to be in one accord with one another. To fight for unity together. If there's times of temptation where our own spirits are, are, are sour, we work through our problems together to stay strong and, and hold fast to one another even when the bonds of fellowship are tested. We stand firm. We don't break off. We don't 
simply remain fair-weather friends. We don't take a mentality in this church, and it's important for all of us to recognize this. This is a vision we have, that we would not be fair-weather Christians, and we would not be fair-weather brothers and sisters as well, but we stick together through thick and thin like the best of family bonds, where families love one another even when they go through hard times. Brothers and sisters, where we are so committed to one another that that we are willing to endure pain and difficulty and discomfort like the soldiers in Bastogne in the freezing snow to do all we can to not only look out to see that I live, but also to look out for my brothers and sisters to make sure they're doing well spiritually as well. See, it's not just about my own race and about me finishing well. God cares about, am I helping others to finish well? Am I helping others to run their race? Do I have a mentality for not just what is God calling me to, but what is God calling this church to? And how can I harness all of my gifts and ambitions and talents and abilities to do everything to help make this group of people stronger by God's grace and for God's glory? Oh, I think that that type of church, oh, it's a beautiful place to be. And I thank God for how that does exist here. But I'm burdened, so burdened, that that would grow into an even greater strength in the times ahead. Brothers and sisters, in the times that we are facing in our lifetime here and in our culture, our kids, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, we have a need as a church, to stand alone together. It's never been possible for Christians to simply make it on their own. God has designed us to be in fellowship. We can't stay on fire for Jesus simply by living isolated Christian lives. And I'll say this, let there not be amongst any of us in this room a mentality here of I attend Christ Community Church. I go to Christ Community Church. But I'm always affected by the language in Matthew chapter 16 where Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. The question should never be, what church do I go to? Or what church do you go to? The question always is, biblically, What local church are you building? Are you joining Christ in building? See, the one, which church do I attend, implies that we are spectators here. That you have come for a show. And listen, we can do our best to present something, but that's not a church. A church is a group of people that gather together and they are in one accord. They are filled with the Spirit to be witnesses and they go forth in power. To bring Christ to this lost and dying world that so desperately needs a Savior. The church is built to endure through hard storms together. And brothers and sisters, we need to take on this mindset of not simply being spectators. But brothers and sisters, we need to very seriously and with excitement and passion say, you know what, I want to be in one accord with this people. And I want to do all I can to be devoted to my God, 
to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I want to also be devoted to helping each one of my brothers and sisters in this church make it to heaven as they are enduring in their Christian lives. And if it means I've actually got to run a little slower to do all I can to make sure everybody in my care group is running well, I'll do it. A lot of times people simply grade church life by this question. What am I getting out of it? We need to add into that equation. What brothers and sisters is God calling me to run this race together with? And friends, listen, I just say it outright. We do not want you sitting on the sidelines long here. We need you. We cannot complete our mission together with a I attend Christ Community Church mindset. And at the, it's not strong. That's not predominant here. But, you know, I was talking with a brother the other day in our church and we were just kind of musing on it. It's just wonderful the way the Lord's adding to our midst and more and more people are getting saved and added and the power of the Gospels is breaking forth. And we were talking about where our church is at right now. We love it. We love this. Very possibly, just through the preaching of the gospel over the years, our church is going to grow. Our church is going to change. Do we have a mindset for ministry? Ministering to the souls that are not yet sitting in these seats. Because if we have a mindset for ministry, as our church grows, we will all rise up to meet the needs together. But if the mentality is simply what that means to me, then we can take more of a mentality of, ah, I don't like how things are changing. I don't like how things are growing. I don't like how, because I liked it when we were small, and I liked it when we just had just just all of us together in a small group, and it was brothers and sisters. You see here in Acts chapter 1, they began with 120 people. 3,000 coming tomorrow. I mean, my goodness, you know. Change is just a natural dynamic to the advance of the gospel in this world as we're preaching Christ. There's going to be change. There's going to be trials. There's going to be adversity of all kinds. And my dear friends, may we have a mentality like the Band of Brothers, Easy Company, in the 101st Airborne Division, that we're going to do everything we can to stay committed to one another in the times that are very easy, And in the times that are very hard, I'm going to commit together. And please know, if you're kind of here visiting our church, this isn't just about our church. If you are a member of another church, I believe the Lord would have you go back to your church if you're just visiting here on Sunday or this Sunday or passing through, to go back and take this type of mentality into the church that you are a part of. That would bring great delight to our hearts. But you know, it's amazing to me. I was thinking of that Psalm 139.16. Every day of my life was written in your book before one of them came to be. God has determined from eternity past every day of my life, and it was written in his book before one of them came to be. That's an awesome thing. And that affects the way I should be thinking about my life, my family. God has ordained from eternity past the the spouse that I currently have. And I want to take that in the fear of the Lord and make sure that I walk in the fear of the Lord with that. Because that's God's purpose. That's God's design. 
what God has joined together. Let man not separate. And God has given me each one of specifically my children to care for and raise up. God has added me into this family. But it's also true in our church. From eternity past, God has determined to bring us together as a church family. Isn't that awesome? I think about that and I marvel at that. Oh, brothers and sisters, may that inflame our hearts with a real passion and a vision for togetherness. Whatever your hand sets out to do, the scriptures say, do it with all your might. Let's not just go halfway. Let's not just be casual and loose in our commitment to Christ and to one another. Let's do everything we can to strive, to excel, and be in the best Christian friend, the best Christian brother, the best Christian pastor, the best fellow care group member, the best servant of God that we can possibly be using the spiritual gifts that God has given to each of us, all out in the context of the church that God has determined to call us to be a part of. Because this mindset of being in one accord, as Acts 1 talks about, that mindset, oh, brothers and sisters, if we can be in one accord, the force for the gospel, that we can be together is exponentially greater than what any of us could do alone. But here's my burden. If we're all pulling for our individual burdens, our individual passions, and we're not in one accord, that force is dissipated because we're all pulling individually rather than harnessing together. And may God give us grace to harness in one accord together so that we might make the greatest impact together for Christ that we might make. My wife, on our on my wedding ring, I have engraved on the inside of it, she had this engraved, Psalm 34, verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name, not in isolation, together. That word together in the Hebrew, it actually means all at once. I love that. All at once. We are a force as we move as one. I said to some of you a number of years ago, I, right when we first got the land and the property, I felt like the Lord gave me a vision <laughs> of all of us on the grounds of the church property, and there was this really long plow. It like stretched all the way down the road from the house all the way down to the next neighboring house. You know what I'm talking about. And there was a plow. We were all lined up, and we all had our hands on the plow. And I just saw the Lord harnessing all of us to push together 
and just watching that field just get plowed. There's a harvest. There are people that God has us to reach. This is awesome what God's doing in our midst. We've got to safeguard it. We've got to protect it. We've got to fight for it. We've got to stand alone together and do everything we can to love one another when times are easy and when times are hard. And that's what this series is going to be about, going deeper together so that we're not just surfacing in our fellowship as Christians, but that we really have koinonia, that real deep shared communion with God where we are so tuned in to each other's walks with God. And we're not just simply talking about the weather when we hang out. We're really spurring one another on toward love and good deeds. But I was thinking about that image of the plow. We've got to all push all at once in order to make that massive bit of machinery work. If one person pushes really hard and the rest are not ready, it's not going to budge. It's almost like we really do need to line up and say, one, two, three, push. And as we all exert our strength and our gifts that God has given to us, oh, brothers and sisters, I can't wait to see this thing go up the hill. I can't wait to see the fa- uh, the field plowed and God scattering his precious gospel seed into the midst of it. I can't wait to see the Lord move and for us to be rejoicing in the field, bringing in the sheaves together of harvest. I was walking by a field of wheat this past week where the field was actually harvested and the field was actually just white with with wheat harvest on the ground all ready to be bundled up and gathered and brought into the barn it was a powerful imagery to me thinking about the labor that God has given to each of us as individual Christians but brothers and sisters for us together as a church we've got some awesome days ahead of us And the Lord knows we need every one of us in the field laboring hard. Let us together in one accord. And as the Hebrew word together means, let us all at once push. Let's not be concerned about what's just my own individual vision for my own individual Christian life. Let's not be like that. That does matter. But I want to do everything I can to to submit myself for the benefit of everybody else and not just my own Christian life so that we can all at once push and see the power of the Holy Spirit go forth through the precious gospel of grace. That's what he's building us together to do. I'm so excited about it. I'm looking forward to our future together, Christ community, and I think God's just getting started. But we've got to prepare our hearts for ministry. We've got to have a mindset to lay down our lives in the interest of others, to serve. Are you all in with me? Can we go all in together on this? Can we all at once together push? Can we all together at once Stand firm and let nothing move us. 
as we hold on to the precious truth that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, and on the third day He was raised in accordance with the Scriptures, and to hold fast to that doctrine of first importance with all of our heart, with all of our souls, so that we might make some noise in this area for the Gospel and see souls saved and God's church built. Can we take a mentality together, Christ Community Church, of, of being a counterculture to the American culture and even the American church culture that says simply, this is the church I attend, and embrace a mindset of harnessing together and say, this is the church I'm building. This is the local church I'm a part of building and seeing built up and strengthened. And it's not just all about my race. I'm doing everything I can to pull and help all of us, every man, woman, and child, grow in the Lord. I'm going to stop slacking and slouching and just going half in, and I'm going all in for the glory of God because we have one race to run here. And the Lord has given us one life to live here, and I want to make the very best of it for His glory. I don't want to get to the day of judgment, brothers and sisters, and realize that I didn't leave it all on the court. But as time pressed on, the passion I once had for God started to fade because I started pursuing worldly pursuits. And I got my eye off the ball, my eye off the lost that are heading to hell. And I decided to live for myself and pursue my own dreams. No, we're going to fight for each other. We're going to stand firm together. We're going to do everything we can to keep our eyes on the eternal prize, which is Jesus Christ and our eternal life in heaven, because that's where we're all going. And once we're there, we're going to have all of eternity to rest. But these are the days of labor. These are the days where we stand alone together and we fight for one another. And may God give us grace to do so. I am so thankful that God has fought for each one of us individually. I am so thankful that God, when He saw each one of us in our rebellion and our sin and our hard-heartedness, And even our many wanderings, as sheep wandering away from the fold. I am so thankful to God, aren't you? That He came after us. He came after you. He did not hand you over to your lusts and your sins and your appetites. He came after you and He rescued you. He made you alive together with Christ. And He has called us together as a people that we might live in deep fellowship and community for His glory. May we do so in one accord. May we do so devoted to prayer. And may we do so that we might magnify His name and exalt the name of Jesus together, pushing all at once with great joy in our hearts and celebrating the good work that God is calling us to do. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we just thank you so much for just the opportunity to gather here. And thank you for the way that you've just filled our hearts with a vision to stand alone together, to be in one accord, as Acts 1 talks about, to be devoted to prayer, to be devoted to one another. And we thank you, Lord, that there was 120 gathered in the upper room. But Lord, you, oh Lord, right on the virtue of pouring out your spirit on the church and 3,000 were added to their number that day. And oh mighty God, we just, we're so excited about 
the harvest, and your power to save souls. God, I pray that you would do that. Use us to be like a harvesting machine in this area, Lord. I pray that we would be equipped to reach out to the lost with the gospel and that you would use us as a church to proclaim the name of Christ boldly and without fear, that we would also be a church that stands alone together for the truth and that we would not waver in these times, Lord, as as times approach more and more the return of Christ, which is mentioned in this passage. Lord, help us. Help us to stand firm. Help us not to lose our grip on the gospel. Help us not to fade in our passion through the years as the years go on. But Lord, help us to pick up the pace in our race. Help us together to run the race with perseverance and with great endurance. And Lord, to help one another in each other's race. To help our spouse, to help our kids, to help all of our brothers and sisters in this church. Not just our own family, but one another to to make it to the finish line. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for laying down your life on the cross that we might be born again and might be spiritual stones that are being built together to be a dwelling for your glory. We love this spiritual house that you're building here called Christ Community. Lord, and we know that the church isn't made of brick and mortar. It's made of living stones. It's all of us in here. It's the children back in children's ministry. God, help us to stand alone together for them back there. We pray for your blessing, Lord, on our church, that the gospel might be transitioned well to the next generation, God. That our kids would see a fire for Jesus in our eyes and a fighting for Jesus and a fighting for one another, to love one another and to strive to not... Grow apart as time moves on through the years. Help us, Almighty God, and bless us. Holy Spirit, outpour upon us and fill us to be your witnesses. Lord, you're just getting started. We're so excited about this work to Croatia that you're sending out. We're so excited about the many mission initiatives. We've got the car wash coming up. We've got all these wonderful things that we're doing together as a church family. Fill us with zeal. And Lord, I pray that all of us would push at the same time and that we would be pushing together. That we would all have a common mission and vision to exalt, proclaim, and enjoy Jesus Christ. And that we would all harness, we would all push, and that we would all see the glory of you moving that plow up the hill. All for your glory. And so that the lost might be saved and brought into your kingdom. We love you. And we're so grateful for all that you've done for us. Strengthen us as a church body, we pray. And thank you for the strength that's already here. We love you, and I pray that you bless all my brothers and sisters here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you guys so much. So grateful for you. Isn't Jesus awesome? Aren't you guys so thankful to be safe? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have a great day. Love to talk with you if you want to talk. God bless you. If you need prayer, come forward as well. We love you guys.